0: Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? So is Moise Bertrand with Road to Billions Podcast, and today we're having a different type of guest. His name is a very... Low key name. He's just making him his way into the industry very soon, and you guys are gonna be hearing about him like in the coming months and everything. But first and foremost, I want to introduce Pierre. He is a new stock and crypto investor that's been killing it for the last couple of months. I remember he was telling me last year, "Listen, he had a whole notebook full of information," and and I was looking at him like, "Yo, this guy is he's serious about his work." But he's on a call today, you guys, so he's gonna be talking about his his experience with crypto and investing and giving you guys tips and everything. So. You know, Pierre, you could go ahead and you could take the floor from here. All
0: right, man, I appreciate that. Man, uh, took a while to get here, and I lost a lot of money to get here. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we here though. Yeah. We here though. You know, we're finally a profitable trader after you know a while. You know, But you know, the, the education and everything—it just it took time. Yeah. But you know, greetings everybody. You know how you doing? Um Pierre, as he stated before. Um, and I kind of just wanted to tap in and like pretty much kind of give everybody like my story and what made me want to start investing and trading as a whole.
1: Right.
0: Uh it was pretty much like it pretty much at the almost the lowest points in my life that made me want to start doing it. But uh yeah, and pretty much just kind of give everybody a background as to, you know how it helped me pretty much, you know, own my life again, not all the way, but to a certain extent. And it, you know, pretty much gave me um, a way to stop stressing about finances. And, you know, that that's the, that's the main instrument. That's the main way people should, you know, look at investing for the most part. You know what I'm saying?
1: Definitely. Definitely. So I know you, um, you attended FAMU undergrad and you was pharmacy. So, you know, tell everybody like be transparent, like how was that experience and how is trading different? Like, can you, can you see yourself being a full-time trader? Because, you know, you, you got the floor. You could just go ahead and tell us like everything you you need us to know. All right, so uh,
0: do I see myself being a full-time trader? Yeah, eventually I want to, you know, step away from working and, uh, you know, just focus on investing, trading, and just owning my own business as a whole. Uh, I don't want a corporation to be the entity that owns my life for a long time. so, yeah, so just to start off with my story, uh, you know, I attended FAMU for pretty much a while. I've been in school for like, like the last eight years. Um, never thought I was going to get out, but, you know, I finally made it up <laughs> out of there. Got out of the jam, man. Yeah, man. Well, it was a long and hard jam, man. But so, you know, throughout my time at FAMU, I was pretty straight when it came to money, I was always working or had some kind of hustle going on to where I was always good. Um, And, you know, the situation presented itself where I had the, well, unfortunate circumstances happened and I realized, you know, I wasn't really in love with the field that I was in. So I pretty much went from one medical program to another and it took a year off of school. Um, And in that same year, I pretty much like had to figure myself out. I wasn't really getting too much money at the time. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of stuff was just going downhill with my finances and my credit and I was just figuring stuff out. I was scraping pennies together to pretty much live, man. It was a really hard year. But, you know, after that year of finding myself, I entered, I got out of one medical program I was in and entered another. And then, um, you know what I'm saying? I did pretty good and I was able to graduate out of that medical program. But during that journey, I basically was, I had to figure some things out because a year into the new medical program, <coughs> family wasn't offering me any kind of financial aid anymore. Because, right. You know, I had, I had been in school for so long that you get excess credit hours. After you reach a certain amount of excess credit hours, they don't even offer you loans anymore.
1: Right.
0: So in order for me to finish that degree, I had to pay tuition out of pocket. And even though I was making good money in my job, where I was working at, I hated my job. I hated it. I hated going there. Um, the people there were cool, but the but it wasn't, it wasn't a good company to work for. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but it's a medicinal <laughs> marijuana. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on the company or anything. Um, because they are a very profitable company. It's a medical marijuana company. But you would think that, you know what I'm saying, that people buying weed would be cool. Uh, that was not the case. I hated that job. People would come in there super irate all the time. Because the company would mess up and it was just like a horrible, horrible job. So I couldn't imagine myself being, I just did, I was overextending myself at that job so much to where I was like to pick up a second job to pay tuition was nuts. And I was just like, I was either going to have to do that or figure something out. So one of my close good friends, uh, his name is Josh, shouts out to him because like, you know what I'm saying? He was adamant about me doing this trading stuff. So shout out to Josh. Just, yeah, yeah. He was like, he's really a big, like that's the homie, man. We talk about, we sit on the phone to talk about trading probably all day. That's my guy. But, um, yeah, man, he would just always come to my, be in my ear about like, Oh, I'm trading options now. Like, Oh, I made a hundred dollars today trading options. Or Like, Oh, I made a grand today trading options. And then like, I never really paid attention to what he was saying. Cause I was just like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, what's an option? What's, like, the stock market, that's crazy. Like, I always was kind of interested in that stuff, but I never knew how to go, how I had to go about it because you hear all the time about how people become self-made millionaires through the stock market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, betting on themselves and starting their own businesses. You hear it all the time, but you ever never meet cats that, like, are doing it. in the
1: black community. Yeah, especially in the black community. It's not a lot of us, bro. So, uh, so, let me, so let me ask you this question. So I'm sorry to cut you off. But when you met, when you saw when you met, um, seen Josh making like a hundred dollars in a band, you know, a thousand dollars, that was a slang terminology, you guys. But, um, when you seen him making his money, did you, were you fearful that you weren't going to make money? Like, were you still hesitant at first? Like, Oh, he's just probably well beyond. And just tell us about that. When you really got into it, when you really dedicated your time to actually sit down and learn it and how you went about asking him about it.
0: So, um, the good thing about, uh, you know, I could say about my tribe and the people that I hang around with is that they're never greedy with information. If they're on to something, they're really, really good about disseminating info. And it's pretty much a whether it's on us, whether or not we want to learn it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So my aha moment was I have another homeboy named Keenan. Shouts out to Keenan. Uh, he day trades, too. Um, i seen a screenshot. Well, he added me to a, a group chat called. We got a group chat called Get a Bag Today. But he added me to a group chat and you know these guys are like, you know what I'm saying, like young cats. I'm seeing them hit for like two grand on different trades, like you know what I'm saying, one guy. But I saw a trade in particular where my man's keen and he put in a ninety-four dollar investment and he made uh and I'm you know, I apologize if I'm sharing your info, bro, but he made he put in a ninety four dollar investment and overnight he turned that ninety four to thirty six hundred. With, with an options contract.
1: Options, man. It's gambling. <laughs> it's flipping that money. So you would
0: think it is, but it, it, it's, it's a you way can't be a de- You so can weird. be, a, you can, you can be a degenerate and gamble like most people do. But yeah. honestly, if you know what you're doing and you have mastered your trading psychology and you understand the entity of options, there's a lot of layers to them. And, you know, we'll eventually get to that at one point. I'll peel back those layers for the public. But um if you if you understand them, they become a great tool. But he made nine uh, turning ninety-four dollars to thirty four hundred overnight is insane. Dope dealers can't even do that. Man, you crazy. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not, it's, it, that that was insane to me. Seeing that and then seeing that in person, that was enough for me to ask him, hey, what books did you read? What did you do? How did you learn this? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then from that point on, like, I was just serially reading books, like, like within like that first month I had probably already read, like, I was reading about options more than I cared about schoolwork at that point. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, was I in. A, yeah, after like that first, you remember, bro, you see me on the couch, just reading and typing notes and going and doing courses, okay. bro. For, like that first month I probably read like four books. And at the end of the podcast, I will put like the... I'll, well, I'll remember most of them. I'll I'll drop some suggestions in here for everybody to go read, but...
1: Yeah, I'll put in the description too, so they can know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I read like four books that first month. And then before I even placed my first trade, I think I read for like a good five, six months, like half a year.
1: All right. So when you got into um, trading options, did you know you wanted to trade options or was that something you were just testing? Because, you know, as you said, Keenan, he was more so already experience so is that something that you wanted to get into or why why haven't you gotten to crypto like why wasn't crypto something you got into in the beginning
0: so i had always been like a have always had bitcoin mm-hmm. um i've always been an owner of bitcoin even before i got into like really big investing like i had a bitcoin crypto oh i had bitcoin in my crypto wallet and i have made significant gains off of it but um that was like kind of like a more buy and hold type of thing, like money I plan to access later. Right, right, right. Because uh, like early on in the game, like I had a few buddies in pharmacy where we talked about uh, you know crypto investing and stuff like that, and we would talk about like buying Ethereum and buying uh, Litecoin and um, buying Bitcoin and stuff like that. But it was pretty much buy and hold. I was never trading cryptos. I'm, I know guys who do that are phenomenal at it. Shout out to them, but. No, i never was really interested uh in trading crypto and then like normal stock equity is cool but just the ability of being able to grow your money at an accelerated rate like that is insane to me and it's just like uh, you can do it with equity but to do it with regular equity in stocks you would need a significant amount of money and i'm not saying i don't own any equity i own a decent amount um of of stock and, uh, dividends and, you know, stocks that pay me out dividends. I have a, a fair amount of equity just because I take a lot of my profits and I reinvest them for the future. But, um, just being able to see that you can get tangible money like that, like in a day's time is insane. And then, um, I remember for a little while when I first started trading, I wasn't really all that profitable. And then, um, I remember one morning I traded Tesla um, and my, I had a really good entry at a low and I made, and I think in a, in, in like a, an hour span, I made 1600 bucks and I was just like, yeah, like I'm never going to stop doing
1: it <laughs> <me> right here. <laughs> this is, this is the new link.
0: Yeah. I was like, bro, like everybody talk about getting on their laptops to do whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying like, but that was crazy to me. Like I was able to pull out. I was able to, I had $1,600 that I made in not even a day, like not even a full day's work, you know? And that was just like insane. And I was like, bro, from that point on, I was just like, yo, I'm going to learn the ins and outs of the market. And I'm going to learn the ins and outs of different options contracts and what makes people profitable. Because at that point, I still didn't really know what I was doing. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't have the conviction behind it yet. I didn't have the ability to go do this on a day-to-day basis yet. I wasn't there yet.
1: Yeah. So when you got into, um, so for those who don't know what options is, can you give a brief little um, definition of the difference between stocks and options and, you know, how those two go together?
0: All right, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically regular stock and equity is basically a a company. So you say you have a company like Apple. Apple is, the cost of one Apple share is about, I believe it's in like the mid 140s right now. I want to say 145, 146, around that range. So you can purchase one share of Apple, right? At $146. Right. And if it goes up, then you also make money because you own those shares. And over time, the more shares you own, the more money you compound that's right. That's just regular stock and equity. Um, and you know, some people trade those trade just regular stock and equity and some people do the long-term buy and hold. Nothing beats a long-term buy and hold in the long run. It's an amazing strategy. Um, and it's a great way to make money for retirement or if down the line, if you want to buy a home or something, you, you take 10 grand, you put it in the stock market strategically and four or five years down the line, if you want to put a down payment on the house, you got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But options is a little different. So options are a really, really leveraged product. And I mean by leverage is that they're really sensitive to stock price movement. So what an option is, is basically a contract that you purchase to have to own 100 shares of a stock. So right. these contracts, they fluctuate in price from day to day. So there's call contracts. So a call is a, a call option is basically a bet that the stock is going to move up in value. And the premium, which is what you pay for that contract, is what goes up or down in value. And they all have expiration dates. So you can lose your whole initial investment, which makes them kind of, yeah, which makes it a little different from regular equity. Yeah. Because there's a timestamp on it. And the closer it gets to expiration, the more you lose value. But those fluctuations in price are crazy. So what you would make purchasing a share of apple if it moves up two dollars right say if apple moves up two dollars you make maybe if you purchase two shares of apple you would probably make if it moves up two dollars you probably make like four dollars an options contract is crazy it's different so if you buy a call option the day before or you buy a call say apple is about to have some big news about some phone going major whatever whatever something that's going to make the stock go up in value if you buy a call option contract, one contract for say maybe a couple hundred bucks, if the stock makes even a three to four dollar move, you might walk away with like another four or five hundred dollars
1: yeah it's that's really
0: depending crazy. on that price fluctuation because the co- the the contracts that you're paying for and then the the great thing about options is that you can you can pretty much use them to leverage any type of market situation, so you can make money whether the stock market's going up. You can make money whether the stock market going down. You can make money whether the stock market is doing nothing. Um, it, it's lovely, bro. And it's just like it's it, you basically make it another stream of income. You can make it an entire stream of income if you're strategic enough. So.
1: So for someone who say, for example, I'm a, I'm a person who I don't know, I just came from living under a rock and I I woke up and I'm like, sheesh, what what day it is. And then you're like, well, in today's time, we're trading stocks and options. And then if I wanted to get into that, what would you recommend is the first like the first ground foundation of someone who really wants to get themselves into this? How would you go? How would you tell them to go about it? Because everybody's story is different. But what is you know, the most natural way for everybody, the most common way you've seen everybody go about it?
0: Um, well, the way I did it which is, I was kind of like serial about it. Like I was extremely aggressive about learning it. But um, what I did was I just immersed myself in that world completely. Mm-hmm. So I changed my social media algorithm to just, I followed nothing but investors and traders on Twitter and Instagram. So, you know, that's what we, those are the biggest things that we look at on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah,
0: Every time we get on the phone, we're on social media. That's That's what everybody's looking at. So I was like, since I'm on this anyway, let me force myself to look at something that, you know, that that'll pay me later on. Yeah. So I changed my algorithm. I kind of just like, I I unfollowed a lot of people and um, pretty much just (laughs) followed. I I pretty much just followed people, like people that were in the realm of what I wanted to do. Like these cats out here making hundred thousand dollar days, these cats out here having million dollar months. Like I, followed all these cats man and the best way to kind of go through the learning curve is to learn from people that have doing that have done it before you because it's like i don't know anybody that was just a millionaire option trader just walking down the street i had to pretty much research these guys on the internet and um pretty much model my behavior after theirs because that's what most uh, wealthy people that's what they end up doing they either find a mentor or they learn from the mistakes of others so i immerse myself in that world through social media and then um my YouTube algorithm changed. I was watching nothing but stock videos every single day. Um there's one guy in particular that I really, really like. He's a he's a minority options trader. Um he's pretty much made it from nothing. His name is Sanglucci, At Sangalucci, he's cold, man. Like I I've I've been watching this guy for like a year. And he keeps it very candid. Uh he shows his profit and losses about like about everything. Like this guy has lost. 200 grand, and in the same breath, the next day makes 650 grand. Like, he's insane, he's a monster. monster. That's sick, but yeah, man. So, I'm watching cats like him, and then I just read, like, I would just instead of like going out or just like doing stuff like that. Like, and not saying you shouldn't, because you know, everybody needs to let loose a little bit, but educating yourself is the most important thing. So, anything that my homeboy gave me to read, or anything that I saw on the internet that was suggested to read about psychology or about markets, I was reading it. So I would just read. I would just read. I would serially read. Like, I remember in particular, the girl I was dating at the time, she was just like, yo, you've read like six books in like the span of a month. And you didn't
1: give her no <laughs> attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I gave her attention, I gave her attention, but yeah, it's just like, she was just like, yo, that's insane. I've never seen anybody read that many books, but when you're hungry for something, you are gonna put in the work. Yeah. And uh, my best advice is to just, start, start educating yourself somehow, somewhere. If If tuning into this podcast with me and you is a start, that's a great start. If you're just watching videos on not even options, if you just want to video watching videos about the market and investing, that's a great start. If you just pick up a book, like the first book I read was trading options for dummies.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? That's not, it wasn't a crazy book, but I read the book nonetheless. And you know, it was, that book was like 10 bucks. So I had just, I just read it like, and then I just kept going from there. So it was just educating yourself first and foremost, and then tapping in with people that have more experience than you, because I may be, I may be a profitable trader, but I'm not, I'm not sitting on a six, six figure, seven figure account. I will be.
1: And that's honesty. Yeah.
0: I will be. I'm not sitting on a six figure, seven figure account. I've pretty much erased my financial troubles. I have none. Zero. Yeah. But like I'm not I'm not one of those cats making, you know, 50 grand in a day, 70 grand in a day. Now, once I get some more leverage, I will be. But as of right now, you know, I'm still I, I'm I'm still having four figure weeks and four figure days. And that's something that a lot of people don't even have because they're working. Yeah. Or not even working. Like they they just A lot of people can't say they make four figures in a day in two hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, educate yourself, man. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. That's like the biggest thing. Um, Don't be scared to ask questions. Um, Don't be hop on YouTube. YouTube is DIY central. You can literally YouTube University is you can get a Ph.D. from anything YouTube University nowadays. I taught myself
1: through YouTube everything. So, yeah.
0: Everything yeah, you're a business owner, bro you're a business owner and you have a pretty successful business if I do say so myself. YouTube.:
1: Yeah, YouTube. and I feel like you know like how you mentioned, you're very you're in tune with what you want to do and I feel like what a lot of people need to do is they need to find out what they want to do and actually indulge in that and be hungry like a kid again, but people overlook it they want you know we was talking about the other day people want something handed to them, and that's not how life is no more. People are not going to just put you on they have to see you actually add some value to yourself and win it for yourself. But that's, you know, like I mentioned, Pierre was one of the guys I seen last year, a thick notebook. And I'm like, yo, he's looking like Psycho Bob. Like he's he's, <laughs> not, he's, he's not even concentrated on the conversation in the room. He was literally writing down stuff saying, man, tomorrow I'm going to plug these plays. And it was just a beautiful thing. And now to see him now today, I'm trying to tell you guys, like I only surround myself with, you know, enlightened ones. But um, Pierre, can you answer this question? And how do you go about picking options and picking the right stocks. Like how do you know what's a good stock? Is it any website to use or what's your gameplay of how to do that? If you want to give us some free sauce about that.
0: Um so I have a few. So when I first started trading options, I was kind of not necessarily glowing, going at stuff blind, but um I was kind of picking, so just to give people my like to my timeline, um I was pretty much when I first started, I was like, playing earnings a lot mm-hmm. and pretty much an earnings report is basically a company reports how they're doing for that fiscal quarter yeah. um so in like that four th- like three four months span they report how they've done in the last quarter their numbers and everything so at first i was trading i was looking at earnings reports and i was like okay this is a good company i'm gonna play this um earnings and at the time it was an easy way to make money because COVID happened and the market had like a 20 to 30% correction. So after that correction, things rose. And if for, for people who don't know what a correction is when the market tanks like 20 to 30%. So when, when markets tend to tank like that or crash like that, the way up is, is a long way up. So you encode during the amount of time in COVID, which is when I really started really, really trading. Um, if you were playing call options during that time, you probably would have made a significant I amount. Mean, there were people who turned into millionaires. I know a kid that made, but I remember it was this kid that I was talking to at my job and we were just talking about trading casually. And he was like, yeah, man, I played a Zoom call contract. And, you know, Zoom, everybody was using Zoom. Everybody, every school had a Zoom contract um yeah. we're on zoom right now
1: oh yeah i remember zoom with zoom was like twenty dollars twenty dollars man bro <laughs> this man
0: this man turned a grand to twenty grand for playing zoom earnings like but zoom. granted granted that was it's not a real strategy if you're playing earnings you are basically gambling yeah yeah you can lose all your money like all <laughs> jokes aside all jokes aside uh earnings is cool if you believe, if you really be- I've made great money off of earnings. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't, but I've also lost a fuck ton of money playing earnings. Yeah. and that's So, what- yeah, like I've lost like a lot of money playing earnings because I was like, oh, this is good. This company is going to do good. Tech is doing good right now. Tech, tech, tech. <laughs> and, then, and then I play at tech earnings and I get shitted on really bad and then I'm super sad and then I have to climb up out that hole.
1: So but, um, do you think what people do is when they take an L like that, do you think, most of society you know the people who don't get to start making the real money options um like how you was able to start hitting your four figures do you think people who don't even like make a play on options do you think most of the time they just give up and quit right there
0: Uh, i think it's easier it's easier to quit than to just keep going doing something you suck at yeah and that's just everything like no one likes being a loser that's just human psychology we like we like being winners, we like instant gratification, we like um you know we we no one wants to go at something and be like, ah, "I don't get it, no one likes feeling stupid,
1: yeah, they like comfort,
0: yeah, exactly, so it's like I can understand why someone would give up or why people would give up. I just never gave up because when you make when you make that much money in one sitting, you just can't stop, like you just can't bro, like you if you turn three figures to four figures in in, in, a, in a day span, like what's going to make you want to stop. Like right? That's how I was looking at it. It's like, Oh my God, I was able to do it once. I could do it again and I could do it again. And I could do it again and again and again, you know what I'm saying? But just to touch on my journey some more, um, the the best way to basically pick what I trade is liquidity. And by liquidity, I mean that like, stuff that has a lot of volume that moves on a day-to-day basis that's getting traded all the time. So you want to go for your fang stocks so like Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Um the problem. I only pay, I trade a few of those names. So me, most of the names I trade, I'm talking about like Apple, Tesla, I trade the SPY which is an ETF that moves with the S&P 500 which is a major market index. Um indexes are basically like the the three top indexes are going to be the Nasdaq, the Dow Jones, and then the S and P five hundred. They hold a large basket of stocks. Mm-hmm. So if you if you trade indexes, you're pretty much betting on just the overall market condition itself. But um, I just I, I go for things that just are really liquid that people like to trade and that you can get in and out of really quick. Because if you're trading stuff that people aren't really in, um, it's harder to get in and it's harder to get out, and you can burn your money that way.
1: I, de- I definitely agree. So, what trading stocks and everything are there? What platforms would you recommend people start using? As far as you know, Robinhood. You know, some of the you know just whatever you recommend is best to start off.
0: Well, I know your institutional investors shit on Robinhood every chance they get, but um, I use Robinhood. I use Robinhood. I use ThinkOrSwim, and uh, I just started venturing into the world of Webull. I kind of like it, but um, yeah, just try to go. You could use Thinkorswim, but Thinkorswim, you got to pay commissions on every trade. So I like the fact that um, I trade a lot. So I like the fact that I don't pay too many commissions. So I pretty much stick to Robinhood and Weebull.
1: Okay, so is is it a difference between it or would you recommend one over the other or?
0: Robinhood is a very good starter platform because they lay everything down in black and white for Mm -hmm. you. it's almost a little bit too easy to trade on there because the buttons are so easy to press. (laughs) But I would say Robinhood is a good way to start um, if you are just placing positions and opening and closing positions or like just buying stock and selling stock. Um, I wouldn't use it for any kind of chart reading or anything like that. It's really simple in in those terms. If you want to go to chart reading, I would suggest Um, tradingview.com. I use bar chart, tradingview.com. Think or swim and weebull as far as charts go. Um, but I wouldn't I would not look at a Robin Hood chart and try to place a trade-off a Robin Hood chart. You know, it's not, it's not the best idea.
1: Yeah. They had a case. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but last year, this kid, um, they let him, Robin Hood had this whole, you know, scandal. Well, not even a scandal, it was more so like they was everybody was mad at Robin Hood because this kid leveraged the account. And um, I believe he went negative like 500,000 or half a million and he killed himself. Did you remember so, what that? happened
0: with that was, um, and you know, RP to him. That's a okay. very, yeah, uh, yeah, rest in peace because that's a very sad situation. But what happened with his situation was um, he placed a credit spread, which eventually, you know, as we get more into these podcast episodes and stuff like that, I'm going to explain to you guys everything, like literally the ins and outs of just stocks and options trading, because there's no point in having all this info if I can't share it among my people. Right. But um, he placed a credit spread position. And basically a credit spread is basically you're shorting uh, an option. So you're selling it. So when you sell an option, you can get margin called which means a margin call is basically your the contract that you sold you got in the money and now it's pretty much a, it, it's at the stock price or below the stock price which means like it's it's you can get that contract exercised so it's leverage so you're paying you're paying a premium price to own 100 shares so he forcefully the app forcefully paid or forcefully made him buy those 100 shares and his account was super in the negative, but it's a spread. So I don't know if the, 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 him at the time didn't have the knowledge, but Robin Hood rectifies that in the morning. They sell the other positions and then your account goes to what it really was, what your actual loss is. Yeah. So that wasn't a real loss, but that's why it's, understand, it's important to understand these things because he killed himself and his account would have been rectified the next day had he known that the other leg of that trade would have been his collateral to cover that other part of the trade. So, I mean, the knowledge wasn't, it it just, it just sucks when you see, you know what I'm saying? Like he thought he was probably, he thought he was a hundred some grand in the hole or however the crazy amount was. And that wasn't even his real loss. And then, you know, it just messed with his mind. So that's also why trading psychology is extremely important.
1: Yeah. I feel like one of the biggest things I always hear with traders is, you know, everybody's always rushed by news and media. Like once the media gets involved in trading, you can understand that. the. Virus.
0: Honestly, bro, I've made more money, not even, I don't even look at news. News means nothing to me. Unless it's like something major, major. Um, I, I haven't, within like the last year, I've never entered a trade based off of any kind of news because honestly, market makers and big institutional buyers, they get that news hours before we do, days before we do. And they place their positions or their hedges or whatever they're placing, they place those positions way before we even get an inkling of that news. So the market's already moved by the time we get into it. Us is common.
1: So do you um do you think days of the week um are more volatile than others? Or how would you, you know, what what are some days you feel like could be a great day, like Monday? Okay, I know Monday is everybody's been waiting on it because it was the weekend. So you know, do you think Mondays, Tuesdays, a little bit more um, detail from your opinion?
0: Um, there are. I've, I've looked at studies where they say, um, like, oh, these stocks win more on this day and these stocks win more on that day. But I try not to f- get into that kind of fluff um, and just focus on what's happening right in front of me. So I, I don't really go by days of the week. I only trade three days out the week. And that's because I have a specific strategy strategy that's tailored to those three days. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really like go by like days of the week. It all depends on what the market's giving me. I take what the market gives me. I don't try to fight it ever. Because if you try to fight it, you'll burn your account.
1: Yeah. So do you have a strategy before you go into these trades? Like, do you write down your top three? Like how much research do you do? The oh, night every you- single one,
0: the, the, before I enter a trade, I know exactly where I'm going to get in. I know exactly where I'm going to get out. If it doesn't work, I know exactly where I want to get out. If it does work before I even press that button. Right. And that's the, and that, and that's just to keep me from losing money because I'll, I'll I'll share a horror story I had. So, (laughs) and this is like, I'm just saying, this is the kind of stuff that can happen. So that's why you got to. It's not always just placing a position, walking away and hoping it, no, you got to manage it's, 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 honestly, trading is more so mastering yourself and your mind than it is trying to fight the market. If you master your mind um, and who you are as an individual and you find a style that is tailored for you, that you can deal with, that won't give you a lot of anxiety and make you push buttons like a maniac, uh, that's probably the best way to go. But I'll just share this horror story I had. So I had traded my account from like a grand to five figures. So I was sitting on like my high horse. I was like, oh my God, like I was able to pretty much make a thousand percent gains. Like I took, I, I took a stimulus check and pretty much traded it. And I turned the stimulus check to a five figure account over time. And um, I was feeling myself, bro. I was, su- I was super confident. I was like, bro, I was like 70% of my trades were in the green. I was super confident. I was like, oh, my strategies are working, all of that stuff. But every strategy works until it doesn't. Like Mike Tyson says, everybody got a plan till you get punched, get punched in the, punched the face. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's real shit, bro. He, like, that's real. Like, I didn't have a, like, there was no contingency plan. So, like I said, during COVID, during that time, the market was just rising up from all of its lows. So, and this is just a piece of information never buy. You shouldn't buy stock when everybody says, "Oh, this is going to the moon." Let me just give let me just give this advice right away. If someone goes on Instagram or Twitter and tweets, "This is going to the moon," don't buy it. Don't buy it. Cuz 9 times out of 10, we see what happened with Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah, all these Dogecoin investors are super quiet now.
1: I was quiet because I bought Dogecoin and once it once it started going, I I said, "Let me get out of here because I'm not here to see the bottom of this and I'm not, and now luckily, luckily I got out, I made a bit of profit. Matter of fact, but yeah, Dodge Coin was when all the fake, um, all the fake traders came out and everybody felt like they were, you know, on top of the world and Dodgecoin obviously failed everybody like they said it would. And you know what I'm saying? And that, and that's the thing,
0: like these big institutions know, they, un- they understand the hive mindset. So these people will pump something up, go crazy, go crazy and get everybody to buy. And when they take their profits, and stuff starts shooting down, everybody else is cause is in the mix, and that causes more panic selling, and it just shoots the price of whatever that security is to the ground. But never yeah, don't, don't, don't take, don't go on the internet and see that something is rising and buy it. Honestly, the best time to buy something is when you know it's a good company and you know that company does great, but they're going to the ground. That's the best. Buy where blood is in the streets. The best advice I ever got. But yeah this this is a this is a crazy story bro so i had placed a trade that i shouldn't have done this but i put a lot of money into this one trade because i knew i was going to make two grand out of it, right yeah so i was up twelve hundred dollars on the day i closed my computer and walked away because i was like oh my god at the end of the day i'm gonna make two thousand bucks this is whatever I'm not even tripping. I'm doing you know, whatever. I'm going to, I'm planning, I'm already planning on doing something with this money. I'm like, man, I might go get me a little Supreme jacket or like, you know what I'm saying? Like just to splurge. I might go buy some cologne or something, get a cut, like whatever, whatever. Like I was just in my zone. I had just been in trading in the zone for <clears throat> quite some time. So I was just feeling stupid confident. Yeah. So I go to sleep. I take a nap market closes at four the markets open from 9 30 to four. i wake up at 353 i go check on my position i'm six grand in the hole sheesh in a day
1: yeah i would have i would have gave up
0: <laughs> most cats would have gave up but it was all profits for me so that's why i wasn't really freaking out but it also did hurt like hell to see like I just burnt $6,000. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you literally, it's like I took the money out of my account in cash and just lit it on fire. And I was just like, bro, like, I was like, I was stressed. I'm not going to lie. Like, I closed my laptop. I just went on a walk. And like, I remember like I had walked in, like, there's like a trail in my neighborhood. I just walked into the trail and just like, I I just screamed, fuck, bro. Like, I was like, I let it out, bro. I was sad. I was sad as hell. But did I stop trading? No. Can't stop. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I just, I, I, after that, I ate that loss and came right back to that computer the next day. And then over like the next span, I got all that back. Like the next span of like two, three weeks, I got all that back.
1: Well, that's definitely a good turnaround story, man. But you know, a lot of people, like you mentioned, can't do that. And there's a very few people who could do that, but you know, we have a couple minutes left to the show. Um, but all in all, I'm just going to ask you a few more questions. So I know, can you talk a little bit more about dividends and, you know, what is those and how could you earn? And, you know, just a little bit more about what's the minimum you recommend someone getting into on stocks?
0: All right. So I have I'm, I'm an avid person. I'm an avid like, div- well, not everybody likes dividends because it's slow money. And, you know, people don't really appreciate slow money all the time. But I like dividends because you get money for doing nothing. So basically a dividend is say a company um, and I'll give some of my dividend picks once, um, you know, the, the, after this uh, little snippet, but a dividend is basically you pay, you own, say you own a share of whatever company. So X, Y, Z company is 40 bucks a share and they pay out and like a, they pay out a certain dividend every quarter. So every quarter is going to be every three months, right? Yeah. So they pay a dividend every three months. Right. So, but depending on how many you own, so dividend will pay you so-and-so amount of money for the amount of shares that you own. So for instance, like I own QILD. Uh, This is one of my favorite dividend stocks. My homeboy put me on, And I put everybody else on it. It's a $22 stock. It goes nowhere. It doesn't move up or down on a day-to-day basis. It's literally for dividends. So it pays 22 cents a share and it's a $22 stock. So I'm at the point now where I'm getting like a good 20 something dollars a month for doing nothing. And that pays for like my streaming services and stuff. And it's just like removing a little bill, but the more the more shares you own of certain stocks so different companies pay a different amount out every period so there's some companies that do monthly dividends and there's some companies that do biannually so once a year and there's some companies that do quarterly so you'll get four dividends payments right. throughout the year so um basically you're just it's it's free bands bro you invest in these companies and you find ones that don't really fluctuate in price movement so your money really stays in the same spot and it's almost like it's way better than a savings account, almost like you're you're holding your money in this security and it's paying you money just for owning that because they're paying you just for owning those shares.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So it's like almost like, you know, what I'm saying, and it's a slow grind. But if you just think about it like this periodically, if you get paid a certain amount and you buy. Let me buy a share of this today and then you can do dividend reinvestments every time you get that payment, you reinvest it, it, it compounds and it adds up eventually you go from one share to 100 shares to 200 shares and if you look five years down the line you're getting a thousand dollars a month for doing nothing
1: yeah that's, and that's,
0: that's pretty nice. and that's pretty much how i'm that that's pretty much what i take a lot of my options profits and do because i mean who doesn't want to get paid for little <laughs> to no effort like who doesn't i don't want to work for the rest of my life bro i'm trying to stop working by the time i'm like 30 something I, I don't want to answer to nobody like i want to be my own boss man like You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't want my experience with school has been. Bro, I never want to let an institution or another entity have that much control of my life ever again. And that and, and that and that that's the reason why I do what I do, bro, because at the end of the day your say so and your value is more important than what any company and whatever betting on yourself is is lit bro because at the end of the day you can only blame yourself when other when other things happen outside of our control i don't want to as a grown man i don't want nobody to have any control to take any kind of food out of my mouth i don't want to have nobody to have any control over how i move when to say jump when to eat when to nah none of that bro like and that's the point where i want to get to in my life where it's like i control my own life i control everything that i have going on around me not somebody that's paying me a check
1: yeah financial freedom is key that's the best freedom we ever gonna get yeah, bro and, and it's like i got a taste of that and
0: once you get a taste of that you never go back
1: <laughs> you get a little taste yeah you just,
0: i don't even i'm not even bro i'm not even i'm not even gonna sit here and say i'm rich but it's like
1: you just get the little taste. You you dab. You your- get a little
0: taste. Yeah, bro. You get to do, you get to buy nicer things without your check money. Like
1: you, just you can there. take
0: a, you can take an unpaid vacation and not care. Yeah. You can like, you can, you can call out and be like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm up. That's a lovely feeling, bro. That's a lovely feeling to just have your bills come out your account automatically and just still s- sitting on a bunch of money that you don't spend. That's honestly. And it's just growing. That's a beautiful feeling. Like, and it's like, I want everybody to experience that. That check to check life is a hard life. I've been there. I've been there and it's hard. And it's and it's and it's mentally sabotaging, bro.
1: We all been there, and it's is one of the worst things that somebody could put into. Even I, I'm not gonna say working a job is, is bad or anything, because you know we no nah, because you can
0: work a job and you can use that to leverage your life. Yeah, you know but I'm saying you can use money is used as a tool. I start I start looking at money differently. Like I don't look at money as like, oh, I just got if I get if I if I make if I get a check for three grand or, you know, any kind of four figure check or even a three digit check. Like, I'm not looking at it like, oh, I'm up now. Let me go spend it. I'm yeah. looking at it as like, OK, I got this. Let me take a portion of this and make it grow somehow and then take this and use it as spending money. And then this money is just going to be sitting on the back end. And I'm going to be making that grow. And that way I have money coming from two different places. And at that point, once you get that money that you've accumulated from that, you can start your own business. And then that's three different places. And then you turn that business to another. That's four different. then that's that's the game. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, that's the game. That's the game.
1: Definitely. But, you know, Pierre, you know, you answered the majority of the questions that we talked about. Um, and then I know everybody who's listening is going to be obviously informed now about going about things and the options trading and just, you know, knowing what to do different. But is there any last things you want to tell the audience before, you know, we close it out, um, as far as your experience and what to do next in life?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on my Instagram and I had a couple of people ask me questions. i pretty pretty sure you asked me the same ones if I'm not mistaken or asked me some of the same ones. Um... One question that I get a lot is how do you manage risk and position size? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much I the way I manage is um I'm a little bit of a de- degenerate. So when I feel like I'm right about something, I put a lot of money on it. Um, so like th- that's is the kind of guy, man, when I have a lot of conviction about a trade and I have a lot of confirmation, I go heavy. So, but as far as position sizing goes, um you should everybody says there's a rule you should only trade with like one to two percent of your account or five to ten percent of your account um which is like that'll save you from burning a lot of money but it all depends on you and what you're comfortable with man like if you have a ten thousand dollar account if you want to trade with the whole 10k i mean hey if you have a lot of convention you can grow that really fast uh, if you want to trade with one i mean look you could but you 10k change your life you know what i'm saying yeah and then uh i also got asked um what are your rules for putting on and identifying a trade? I like to look for stocks that have made either large downside moves, so I trade the same thing. Um, I don't look at like I don't go I don't have like a watch list or like a um a lot of people use like filters and stuff to find stuff like, "Oh, most green stocks, most red stocks, I don't do that. I trade the same companies over and over and over again. Because I know how they move, and then you become you get you become more comfortable and confident with those charts. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, bro, it comes it's come to the point where I I make the same trade almost every week, like three four times a week. I'm making the same exact trade, and what and then the 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 nominal rule: what's broken don't don't fix it is literally real. But um, I go if if I'm trading like a really strong company, like, for instance, Apple, if Apple has a sharp move to the downside, we all know Apple is a really good company. So if Apple has a sharp move to the downside, if Apple moves like five, six percent down, seven, eight percent down, um, it usually doesn't sit around there too long. So then that'll be that that presents a buying opportunity to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a little overextended. And, you know, Apple likes to do this thing where it goes down and finds, you know, a, a lower value. And then over <laughs> time, it consistently just grows and grows and grows. So that's a signal for me. It's like, oh, my God, this is cheaper. Right. Their contracts are probably cheaper. Let me start. Let me start uh, moving into some contracts right now. Let me start buying contracts. Let me see. Let me let them cook up for some profit. And then, you know, nine times out of ten if it's a strong company and it's been on a very bullish trend, then you hop in and you make some good money. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time. I mean, but it's, it's pretty decent. And then I, am a very good momentum trader. So if, um, if something has a really good pop, uh, and you know, I see it, um, I like to kind of get in those strong momentum, like strong upward and downward momentum. That's, that's kind of like my thing. Yeah. But overall, man, if you want to just start off investing, I got some decent books. Uh, Trading Options for Dummies is a book that I found was pretty decent. It kind of gave me the lay of the land. Um, Another book that I would suggest to people is the 2500 to 25K Options Challenge. That's a really solid book. It's about this guy who basically turned two grand to 100 grand, lost it all. And then now he does the challenge where he makes. 25, 25K multiple times out the year. Right. Um, he's, it's a really solid book. Um, and then another book is um, Trading in the Zone. Solid book. And then uh, what's another? What is my other initial books? Uh, How the Stock Market Works is a good book. Definitely. Well, and then, you know, YouTube, YouTube it all, YouTube it all. Find the rich guys on YouTube. Uh find the rich guys on YouTube and just follow their life.
1: Yeah, and that's the sauce right there. Follow what other people are doing. If they're doing it successfully, follow every step. Gotta follow every step.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this again, bro. Like
1: no, nah, I'm I'm happy.
0: I really think there I really think that there's an avenue for people to um, you know, just learn about the market in general and I feel like a lot of people are scared and it's not they're scared because you know they're necessarily like they don't want to get money I think it's just they're scared because they don't know yeah. and if uh, like you know if, if it could take a couple guys like us to remove that barrier of like real estate investing and stock investing and crypto investing I think it just takes a you know well people of our color don't really they in try our, to hide these things from us bro
1: and our age group because you know what I see is a, a lot of people are very much you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but a lot of people who are doing podcasts, they're, you know, they're very much, you know, later on in their years in life. So we're young, we're in the Gen Z population, Gen Z generation. And, you know, we just feel like we could just be more of a of a spoken entity for our generation because we'll be able to speak to them from our experience and they can relate to us. So that's how we're going to keep the knowledge being, fl- you know, flowing through the neighborhoods and everybody's mindset. But all in all, man, I appreciate you coming out here, um, Pierre, and sharing the knowledge that you just, dropped on us because this is gems after gems and you know people pay thousands just and even hundreds just to learn about this and you're just giving this for free so all in all i really appreciate you coming out once again and you guys be sure to follow pierre at i might be pierre on instagram as well as his twitter Stock world and all in all you guys keep chasing your dreams and keep doing great things have a great time